Good morning, listeners. This is Chat Time with Elaine again. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. And today I want to talk about what does it look like to maintain a relationship with God, with Jesus? Um, Yesterday, if you tuned in, I talked about idolatry and how easily we can get caught up in it, especially when God has given us something good, like maybe a spouse or a friend, a mentor or a job or something that we've been wanting, but we begin to idolize that over the giver himself, and then it becomes idolatry. It becomes a problem Um, because instead of looking first to the creator and thanking him for it and worshiping him, we start to idolize that thing or that person or that material. So the next thing I wanted to cover today was how we worship God. Um, To start off, I want to read from Exodus 34, 14, and it's this. Do not worship any other God for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. Um, So here it plainly says, don't worship anything or anyone else above the Lord. And back in the Bible times, and even in some countries today or religions, we can see that there's like actual like other gods, like carved statues or um, spiritual beings. But um, we've learned growing up in the church that, you know, gods can also become television or a sport or a job or a person because it takes number one place in your heart, which only God can fulfill. Um, But, you know, when you see someone's actions or how they spend their money or how they live their life, you can see kind of what they devote most of their time and efforts to. And quite frankly, if it's not God, you're living a life that probably isn't pleasing God 100% because it is a sin not to place God above all else. And I think, as I said yesterday in my podcast, God is just incomparable. There's nothing and there's no one on this earth or in the universe that could be better than God. So our mentality, our perspective must be really skewed if we think that anything or anyone can come before God Almighty. And that's not to say that I haven't struggled with idolatry. I think that's actually been one of my bigger struggles is idolatry because um, I get so excited about something or someone or a job that I really put a lot of effort into it to maintain it and to do a good job. But at the same time, I want to, you know, balance myself and make sure that first and foremost, it's always God, no matter how exciting something is, no matter how much I really want to succeed in something, it should always be God first. Not to mention, I think that's how you find the best success, not world success, but in storing up your treasures for heaven, in living for God and glorifying him. If you put him first, all else will fall into place and you'll do an even better job, I think, Um, because God will bless it. Another verse I want to read to you is um, going into the topic of what it looks like to worship God if we're not going to like idolize anything else or anyone else. What does it look like to put God first? What does it look like to worship God? And um, Psalm 119, uh, 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. And um, Basically, this talks about the Bible, the God-inspired scripture that we have to study. Um, If we look at the Bible, it's going to give us uh, kind of a guide 
if you will, to how we should live our lives on earth, how we should honor God, what it looks like to follow in Jesus's footsteps. You've got the Proverbs, you've got the Psalms, you've got um, the gospel and all other books in there that are going to give you stories, parables, um, instructions that we should still follow today as Christians to love one another, serve one another, to forgive our enemies, and just a, a whole load of things that we should be studying and memorizing because if God's word is a lamp into our, our feet, like a light on our path, um, think of a path. If it's super dark and you can't see anything, you need God's word like all the time if it's the light, if we're using that metaphor. So um, in a world that can be tricky and messy and try to teach us a lot of worldly things that don't correlate with God's word, in other words, it isn't godly, we need God's word to direct us, to light up our path so that we don't get distracted by the world's distractions, so that we can walk in God's light, not so that we can continue walking in this muddled darkness of, um, you know, what the world has to offer, but firstly looking for what God has to offer, um, because you can't serve God and man, the Bible says. You have to choose. <clears throat> and when we study God's word, um, one of the articles I read put it this way. It's like, how often should you study God's word? And I've kind of heard it said, like, you should study God's word in the morning to start off your day because it'll kind of uh, prepare you for the day and it'll give you some um, some insight into something particular. Like right now I'm reading through the Proverbs and so there's a lot of information on wisdom and what it looks like to uh, be wise. And so I guess those tidbits of knowledge every day to start off your morning are a good idea to implement. But I think I'm starting to believe that you really need to read God's word often and also memorize it when you can, because then you can recite it to yourself in those times that you feel discouraged, in those times that you feel doubt. When uh, anxiety or fear creep in, you can recite God's word to yourself. And whether you're at work or school or traveling, whatever, I think you should always have a Bible with you. And now that's um, that can be pretty easy since we've got all the apps on our phones and, and such digital Bibles. But um, I think it's always good to have a Bible handy so that um, you can read it every day and several times a day or recite it or memorize it so that um, you can implement it and apply it because you know how easy it is to get distracted, like you know yourself. And to have God's word constantly there in your heart, in your mind, is going to be a much better way to live when it comes to remembering God's statutes, remembering God's law. Because um, I think it's easy to forget, especially in those times where you're struggling. Maybe um, you're anxious. Maybe you're afraid of something. Maybe uh, you have to make a big decision and you just don't know what to do. I think God's word can comfort us and provide encouragement for all the situations. So if next time, for example, you have a uh, conflict at work, you know, maybe give yourself some space and meditate on God's word and pray to God and ask him for wisdom about it instead of just like um, avoiding the wisdom that you could get from God's word. Um also, I think that's one of the primary things that we can do to understand God better. 
Um, <clears throat> I don't think we're going to ever fully understand who God is because he's just all knowing and all powerful and we're not, but I think we can have this intimacy with God, this closeness um, that we wouldn't have otherwise if we didn't read the word, if we didn't seek to understand the law that he laid out for us. So um, I think I've heard it said Bible can, you know, this is not actually what it stands for, but Bible can be an acronym for basic instructions before leaving earth. And a lot of the things that God wants for us as Christians, a lot of the purposes he has for us, we can find inspiration in the Bible and also just direct commandments of what we should do as Christians. So if you're not reading your Bible, you should be. Um, you should also be memorizing it. Um, another verse I want to share with you is, um, <clears throat> uh, let me see here. Second Chronicles 7.14. It says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Um, I think this addresses something else I want to talk about, which is prayer and seeking God. Um, reading the word is important, as I just stated, but praying on it, meditating on it, um, asking God for petitions, just praying to thank him. There's a lot of purposes for prayer. It isn't just to ask God for stuff. It's to thank him. It's to worship him. It's to spend time with him. It's to speak to him. And the cool thing about prayer is you can pray wherever you are. You know, there isn't a particular time of the day that you have to pray. There isn't a particular place that you have to pray. You can just pray where you are in your living room, in your car, at your job, at your school. And God, you know, if you're praying earnestly, will hear you. But you also need to be um, listening to the Holy Spirit and his prompting in you because sometimes if we've been living in a sinful way or there's a sinful habit in our lives that we're not like willing to give up to God, God will turn his face from you and he won't hear your prayer, which I don't think a lot of people know that. But God wants people who are earnestly seeking him, earnestly repenting, and then he will hear you. But it says here again, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven <clears throat> and then I will forgive their sin and heal their land. And so I think that's a pretty powerful, powerful passage right there to remember. We need to pray collectively, earnestly, humbly, and turning from our wicked ways so that God will um, hear us and so that he will bless our land and us. Um, so like I said, prayer has a lot of purposes. And I think it's usually a good idea to start off with not like, God, I want this, God, I want this, but just for example, if you're praying in the morning, you're waking up, starting your day, ask God for direction. Um, thank him for another day. Thank him that his mercies are new every morning. You can recite scripture when you pray. I mean, obviously God knows what his word says, but you can pray scripture, especially when you're praying in a group. You can encourage people by praying scripture um, and reciting that. So um, prayer is going to be the way that you're really communicating with God. So it's like having a conversation, like just kind of pouring out what's going on in your life. And it's not like God doesn't know, but that's you being open with him, vulnerable with him. And that's also the time where if you know you've been sinning, you've been doing something wrong, you can ask God for help. 
direction, healing, redemption. So repent and ask God to forgive you for your sins in those in those prayers. And don't wait to pray. Like I said, you can pray anywhere. So once you, f- you once you know that you did something wrong or that you need wisdom in something, you know, ask God in that moment. Um, I mean, just to give you a small example, when I was in school, I used to pray before a test. I mean, why not? <laughs> I needed divine help. <laughs> but honestly, um, God cares about the things big and small. So don't underestimate that. And don't don't doubt that God cares for you. Because I think our prayers can get hindered sometimes when we just don't think that God hears or that he cares. Um, and like I said, we have to come to him in this humility, in this earnest way. But he does care about those things that are big or small in your life. So God answers prayer. And sometimes it isn't always yes. Sometimes it's no or wait. But pray. Um Another thing prayer can be used for is to pray for others, to encourage others for healing, praying the salvation prayer, which is really big. When we first come to know Jesus, we pray to God like, I believe that you're the Savior, that you died and rose again after three days, that you um, that you can and will, that I am your child, basically, and I want to repent of my sin, and this is what it is, and I need you, God. <clears throat> um, The other uh, verse I want to share with you today is Psalm 119.11. If you've noticed, I've shared a lot of Psalms, but um, this one has to go, this goes back to scripture. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And this kind of goes hand in hand with like the, your word is a lamp unto my feet because we, we need to like I said, memorize scripture and meditate on what that scripture is and carry with carry it with us throughout our days so that we can apply it in those situations. I mean, it's easy to read something, right? And to agree with it, but then to apply it and do it is a whole nother thing. There's this um, kind of this joke and it's like a prayer in the morning and it's like a person praying and saying, God, you know, I've been a perfect Christian today. I haven't sinned against anybody. I haven't yelled at my kids. I have, you know, been a great white spouse or whatever. And and then the prayer finishes with, but I haven't gotten gotten out of bed yet. So please, <laughs> please help me when I do get out of bed because that's when the struggle will really start, basically. And I mean, that concept is so true. When we apply God's word is when we struggle with it because I think reading it is great. But if we don't, if we're only hearers of the word and not doers of the word, then that's a problem because knowing something versus um, doing something is quite different, isn't it? So we have to have to apply God's word when we learn it, and we're accountable to do that when we hear God's word. So um, I think I covered reading God's word, memorizing it, carrying it with you, starting your day off with God praying to him, being in devotion. And, um, you know, the other big ones I would share is like worshiping God. And that can go hand in hand with prayer and reading, kind of like a trifecta for your devotional in the morning would be worshiping God, just telling him, you know, how awesome he is and how good he is and singing worship songs or playing worship songs on your computer and singing with it. Um, This personal 
time, this intentional time with just you and God, you developing your relationship with God. Because when you develop a relationship with a friend or family member, it's just you and that family member. Sometimes it's you and the whole family or you and a bunch of friends, but to have a personal relationship, it needs to be just you and God. Um, And then obviously community. It's really important if you're seeking God to surround yourself with people who are Christians, people who believe the same things as you, have the same values as you. And that's not to say you can't have uh, friends who aren't Christians. Of course you should, but I'm talking about your most close-knit relationships that include your mentors and your best friends should be people who are um, on the same page as you, basically. And going to church and going to small groups or hanging out with Christian friends and taking advice, like solid advice from Christian friends, stuff like that is going to be good. And then having prayer warriors, people who are going to pray for you when you have a really difficult decision to make or going through a hard time that you can call up and say, hey, can you pray for me or with me? So um, just to cover all that, um, putting God first has to be a choice. Every day, it's a choice um, to put aside the distractions we might have in this world, to put aside the things that are good, but that need to be scaled back so that we can firstly honor God. Um, And the ways we can seek God first and to maintain a relationship with Him are, one, to read His scripture and memorize it, two, to pray to Him and thank Him, three, to surround ourselves with a Christian community, and for to worship him, to, to sing, um, and to, you know, live a life where we're applying that scripture and glorifying him by obeying his commands and his statutes. So thanks for listening. And I hope that encouraged you. Uh, feel free to share. All right. Goodbye.